Black Box Radio. We are a media platform illustrating black excellence. You already know. We out here. Hey. Black Box Radio. Boxer. Boxer. Black Box Radio. Boxer. Black Box Radio, we in studio. Yes. We have Miss Danita Brown. Yes. Hey, Miss Brown. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. We're so happy to have you. I'm and, happy you know, to be here. Because we had you here. We had you scheduled before and mm-hmm. we had to change. So, you know, you're a popular woman. So we are happy to have you. But first, we're going to talk about why you're here. Okay. You're definitely here because of your uh, I don't even know if it's nonprofit or for profit. It's a nonprofit, right? We're actually working on our incorporation. We have a fiscal sponsor. So we're operating as a nonprofit, but we will have a for profit arm for the girls that we work with. So we want to start a social entrepreneurship, which will be our for profit arm that they're able to sell their um, products. So we have girls that paint, girls that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's say what it is first. Okay. Yeah, because right. we're going, we're going, we're jumping okay. in. All right, all right. So it's Black Girls Global Exchange. It's BGGE. In this yes, area, you guys are familiar with BGE. Right. Add another G. Yes. And you that's got Ms. Brown. BGGE. Black <laughs> Girls Global Exchange, yes, right? Ma'am. And mm-hmm. what is that? So Black Girls Global Exchange is a peer learning and cross cultural. Uh, exchange for girls here mm-hmm. in the States and in South Africa. Okay. Um, we have cohorts here in Baltimore, cohort in Eswatini, formerly known as Swaziland, mm-hmm. and a cohort in South Africa in Soweto, um, which is in Johannesburg. And so basically... Well, the, tell the family what cohort is. Okay. Let's, let's, so let's. a cohort is a group of girls. Mm-hmm. So, so our cohorts actually um, were selected. Okay. Through an application process. Got and it. so um, they work together. The girl, okay. So we have girls doing uh, workshops in each country. And then they come together to collaborate and tackle global issues that af- disproportionately affect black women through arts and service. Wow. So we really focus on artistic activism and creating a change to change the narrative of black girls and women. Because um, if you look at statistics, we're the ones that are suffering the most Absolutely. when it comes to a lot of the um, diseases, you know, chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, we're not at the tables. So this year, I think there are n- no black CEOs of black female CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Zero. So zero. Mm. So there have been a couple, mm-hmm. you know, but not right, um, but now. Not right now. There is not one. Wow. Um, and so we are really working to change that narrative and introducing our girls to what, it, you know, Peers that look like them, but from different countries. But from different countries. Yes. Well, this yes. is amazing. Yes. And you're from Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore City proper. I'm from. I uh, was. What does proper mean? Proper me. <laughs> <laughs> proper means that Baltimore City. I'm not from Towson. Yeah, you know, some of us ain't I'm culture. I'm not from we don't White from, Marsh. Uh, you're I'm from, not. I'm from the city. You from the grime, I'm from, I'm from the city. <laughs> I love so it. So I was Baltimore actually raised on um, both sides of town. Okay. My mother's um, family was actually down here in Montford. Um, and Milton Avenue. So East Baltimore. East Baltimore and then Northeast. Got it. Um, And then my father's uh, family, so 
My paternal side, all west. So I was raised on Riggs and Duclin, mm. Poplar Grove. Wow. Um, so yeah. That's amazing. So, so, so definitely from inner city Baltimore. Inner city Baltimore, um, got it. But I was exposed. So I attended Western High School, only the best. I love and, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that. Only the yes. best. <laughs> but, um, and then went off to college. I attended Hampton University, okay. which actually opened my eyes to a lot because when you're from an inner city, it doesn't matter whether it's Baltimore or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you know, quite frankly. So, you know, you're, you're not, you, you don't see a lot. So your perspective is kind of just... Um, it's that one story sure. type of thing. Sure, sure. And so I met my, you know, friends from, I have friends in Chicago, friends in Dallas, you know, Atlanta. So I was, my eyes were open so to, to a Baltimore. larger Baltimore. Because you have, a, you have black schools here. You so know, you I got to... a full ride to Morgan, which I wish I would have taken now that All I right, had student here loans. Here we go. You know, because I'm a Morgan grad. <laughs> right. Oh, you are? So but but, like, but if what you... What was you thinking? <laughs> but I'm going to so let I, you go with the No, Hampton so thing. I was thinking about going <laughs> away, you know, so going outside, like Morgan was, I could walk to Morgan sure. and, and it felt like... I, you know, it, it didn't feel it. like college. You know what I mean? We used to say 13th grade. Right? I get it. I get so, it. yeah. So it We're was. We're let you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I had a full ride to Morgan, but wow. went to Hampton. Um, okay. And so, but but I think that it was what I needed. Sure. Um, I, my first time flying when I was mm-hmm. in college to visit my college friends, you know, all those kinds of sure, things. Sure, sure, sure. Um, which actually takes us back to BGGE, you know, with the girls. Mm-hmm. First time flying. Girls in my community in Africa. So maybe I should back up and just kind of. Yeah, because we got to know how the backstory. How did you get that transition to Africa? How did all of this, you know, how did you get here? The backstory, like where, how did you get from Baltimore City Uh and you went to Hampton Uh after Hampton? Went to Towson University. Okay. Um, No Morgan yet. And then you be sorry. Oh my! (laughs) (laughs) But um, so it was. It was um, you know, you kind of do what, especially again from the inner city when you first. Well, I wasn't first generation, but my aunts, my mom, my mom did go to Coppin for until she got pregnant with me. Actually, her junior year, but in terms of going away to school. I had one cousin who did that, but it was almost like in terms of what to major in. I wanted to do mass comm, but my cousin said, you know, it's saturated. Don't do that. You know, consider something else. And so I did. I think it was, um, yeah, occupational therapy. Really? I was like, you know, wow. what, what is it? She was just saying it's lucrative. You know, you can make money. You can get a job right out of school. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what is it? So it was a very competitive um, program and I wasn't accepted at Towson. I wasn't accepted, which was good. Like in terms of medicine and any health type of thing, that's that's not me. So <laughs> I said, well, I know that I will always want to own a business. So let me do business management. Sure. So I did that. And um, at Hampton. At Towson. Towson. You got it. So, okay. So what was <laughs> so, yeah, you do so at Hampton? I wanted to do mass comm, but I, I didn't. So I actually transferred to Towson. You and transferred. Then I did, mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And then, yeah, that wasn't it. me. I got yep, it now. Got it. And then um, I, I got a job with the federal government through a work study program. Mm. So I was working and going to Towson mass comm. So I was working for um, 
General Services Administration, which they're the landlords. GSA. GSA. Yeah, GSA. (laughs) They're the landlords for pretty much, you know, all federal agencies and buildings. Mm -hmm. And I managed, well, I started as a student and then um, I stayed there. You know, it's one of those things. You got a good government job, you know, so you stay. Right. And so um, I started, entered a master's program, um, instructional technology. Because if you if you're working, stay in school, you need to be in school. And so I said, okay, well, let me do a master's program. So I did that. And I was there from uh, 93 to 2002. Okay. And I said, you know what? I am not happy. I'm not fulfilled. I did a great, you know, I was doing a great thing. I had gotten up there in terms of grades. If you're familiar with the GS general schedule through yeah. government. What were you? Um, 25? Get out well, of her pocket, bro. Get out of her pocket. <laughs> I want to know that But, I was, but I was, you know, I was up there and I said, you know What's what? What's that bag? What's I'm the not, bag, Ms. Brown? What's the bag? I'm not, I'm not, this isn't, you so know, you this isn't for me. Was I was not fulfilled. 10 figures. I was, no, not quite. Not, 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 not yet. <laughs> 10 figures. Uh, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't fulfilled at all. Okay, got it. And so I said, okay. And I started um, delving into graphic design and, and so I said, you know what? Let me just go. I'm going I'm to resign. But Ooh. in order to, well, the, well, let me back up. GSA had paid for me to do some web training, web design training at USDA and everything. And then I was just like, you know what? I want to do this full time. And it was kind of like justification for me to resign from a good government job. Right. <laughs> so I resigned in 02. And I, I know um, people was like, you crazy. That, yes. Girl, and my you? mother, my mother at the time, she was she worked for Internal Revenue Service mm-hmm. and I was high, a higher grade than she was. And I, you know, I had only been there for eight years at that time. Wow. And so um, your mom really thought she was crazy. She then. did. And that <laughs> was the that was the first time that we ever had like a disagreement really? where where it was really ugly. She, yeah, she wanted you it to was stay really with that ugly. It was yeah. really ugly. Wow. And so um, I, I actually started a program at MICA. MICA had a graphic design certification program and a master's program at UB. Mm. So it was crazy. I was just, and they all, they were all project intensive. So I was doing graphic design. I had a drawing class. I had a web design class. So it was just like, I was ready to, to slip my wrist. It was so crazy. It was wow. just so much okay. going on. I said, I can't do both. And so I did the UB um, master's program in publications publications design. So after I finished that, I actually um, just started freelancing, mm-hmm. consulting, and um, I, got a, I, I got a part-time job with uh, the leadership program under Greater Baltimore Committee, GBC. Okay. So I worked there for eight years, but I was freelancing. I was teaching. So you stayed um, in the Baltimore area, school. this mm-hmm, touching, mm-hmm, touching Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, teaching at a charter school, um, cr- teaching graphic design at a charter school, working at the leadership, freelancing. I started a girls program, Girls Believe, with um, my friend, my best friend. And we did um, girls conferences at Towson University. So I've always done, you know, youth development, youth advocacy and working with girls and and kids. And so in 2008, I said, you know what? I need a full time something with one income because I was like wearing five hats and it was just doing all of this stuff just to make ends meet. I said, I need one job. 
Okay. So I went to work for um, CTY, Center Center for Talented Youth under Johns Hopkins. Oh, okay. CTY. As, as an outreach coordinator. What is it? CT? CTY. CTY. So it's Center for Talented Youth. It's basically, in my position, I recruited underserved children who were um, gifted. So to, you know, get them involved in a, a gifted and talented program under Hopkins. Okay. Um, it did work for me. Um, Hopkins is a great place to be from and not a great place to be. Um, so it looks good on my resume. Right. right. It's good to have it on your resume, but, it's, but you're going to pay yeah, for it. But yeah, you're going to definitely pay for it. So in fact, when I started working for no Hopkins. No matter what you do there. In fact, when I started working for Hopkins, I was making $5,000 less in 2008 as senior level staff than I was when I resigned from the federal government in 2002. Really? So, notoriously don't pay. No. <laughs> no. So they not ride at all. that name hard. Not at all. They ride it. That's so okay. I um said I need to get back into the government because this whole <laughs> this is not working for short. me. I was working 70 hours a week because we would do recruiting and we would do testing and I was traveling to New York and Philly and you know mm -hmm. and, and to do testing with these kids and then I still had to be to work and do we do info sessions in the evening. I still had to be to work at 8 30. So it was no flex time. It was nothing like that. So I said I need to get back to the federal government. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, you know, I had to eat my words. I said, like, I'm never coming back to the government, you know? Now you see so, <laughs> the benefit, didn't you? So I. <laughs> and your mom was like. Right, exactly, exactly, you. exactly. <laughs> Sipping the tea, sip the tea. <laughs> so I um, called a friend, some friends, because I still had quite sure. a few friends within the government. It just so happened that one of my former colleagues was leaving a position at GSA in the office that I worked for oh, years ago. Yes. And so, you know, the the manager at the time, he was like, well, who is, you know, what's up with her and why does she leave and all this kind of stuff? And that's the thing, you know, the takeaway is never burn bridges because you never know when you have to go back or may need something. You hear and that so, family? Don't burn a bridge. Walk out Flip the table. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, so they had nothing but good things to say about me. That's beautiful. And so this was just after three months of being at Hopkins because I was like, you know, during the, because you have a probation period as an employee, mm -hmm. right? So they want to watch you, observe you for 90 days, sure. see if they want to make you full time. But it's the same way as an employee. I'm looking at the employer and saying, is this going to work for me? And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. So they so, had 90 days and it wasn't working. No, okay. no. <laughs> I knew after 30, but. <laughs> got it. But anyway, um, so just I, I got hired back at GSA. Back at GSA. How as, does that happen? Um, People can't even get in GSA. You get back hired. You know, it's just this favor. Is it's God. That is it's favor. favor. It's so, so I got back to the same office. Same office. Made twenty seven thousand dollars more what? than I was making at As you Hopkins. Signed. My goodness! They sent me my offer letter. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I am back, and okay. so I went back. I was a security manager. So at that time, it was Homeland Security, and they had come up with um, it's called a H Homeland Security Presidential Directive, where everybody, contractors and employers, had to have the same ID card, and mm -hmm. so. I had to make sure that, you know, everybody had their cards. And so I had a relationship with the contractors and employers because I had worked there before. And so 
I got in and, you know, when when I started, they were at 15 percent of and they call it adjudication. If you're adjudicated, Mm. then you can get the card. And by the time I left, it was 100 percent. And so that, you know, I went in, did what I needed to do. I got a call from a friend who was at CMS, Mm -hmm. which is Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And she was in the government. Right. She was telling me (laughs) about a job that was available there as a wellness coordinator. Mm. And so I was like, what is that? That's before the term wellness was sexy. Right. Um, <laughs> That's back to that occupational therapy thing that you didn't exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. It was like, what is that? You know, so she told me, she said, well, you'll be able to do um, your event planning. You'll be able to do your graphics. You'll be able to put all of that together. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, I had, my diet had changed. I had become a pescatarian. So I was no longer eating meat. Sure. Um, I was doing a little more holistic. You know, I had gone natural, just all these things. Yeah. And I said, okay. So maybe, yeah, I said, okay. You so mess around through a maybe. shell in your hair somewhere. A <laughs> little stool shell in there. Right. <laughs> Cowrie yeah, shell. Absolutely. So I said, okay, well, you know, like, all right. You look like a wellness coordinator. <laughs> I said, let me, let me, let me um, come and check it out. So it just, it just, it fit. So it fit. I left GSA and went to. CMS wow. and became the wellness coordinator, which I Not absolutely loved. Another good job. Wow. I absolutely loved it. It was not like working. It's like, almost it's almost embarrassing. Ain't I'm it? embarrassed. Like, how is she doing this? Like, I left but it was, again. You hear me, bro? She left it again. So now we had another, but it was, another I mean, acronym. CMA, CMS, CMS. CMS. People know what Medicaid and Medicaid was. I know what it means. I'm working in medical Yeah, and I was just like, this is perfect. It wasn't like work at all. Wow. I mean, like I said, I did health fairs. We, <laughs> I, I started a farmer's market on campus. Really? It was an award-winning farmer's market, in fact. And NIH, they were actually looking at it to model it. And, you know, so it was a great job. Excellent. It was, it was, it was amazing. But then I got a crazy manager. Oh. And you say, you know, you quit people, not shut jobs. Down. You quit people, not jobs. She shut it down. And it was at a point in my life, my dad um, was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Oh, and so he yes. lives in L.A. So I went to care for him. And during that time, um, I was teleworking. But during that time, that's when, you know, it, it kind of got ugly with my manager. And so when I returned, I said, you know, I, I need to go on a detail to another area. And um, so I had had conversations with a a director of the training division because that goes back to my instructional technology background. So I was like, hey, I'd like to do a detail. You know, can I? A detail means that the area that I worked in Mm -hmm. would kind of loan me out to another area. So I did the detail. Like a commodity. Like, I loan you her. (laughs) Wow, okay. So, but it was something, you know, it was what I wanted to do because I just couldn't work with that manager anymore. Sure. So I did that and um, they worked with me. Like I started, I think that was January of 2015. I started the detail. Detail. Okay. Uh-huh. And then um, I went back to LA to take care of my dad for two okay. months. He had a stem cell transplant. So I went back and wow. took care of him. And then, and I was teleworking. And when I came back, they made me permanent in the training area. So you were able to get a new job, teleworking, so you could work and be in California. Mm -hmm. 
How she doing this, bro? <laughs> it's fate. It's not what but God. Like all on? of this. All the, the teleworking the is sexy to two years ago. She was teleworking <laughs> 10 years ago. What's up with her? Okay, so, you got a lot so, of favor going on. So you yeah. was able to telework so, on yep. another job. Yes. All and right. so um, part of this job, I needed to be certified for um, certain classes that we taught. One was Myers-Briggs type, Myers-Briggs type indicator, MBTI. Mm-hmm. These and are languages, so, I guess. Personalities. Person, it's a personality instrument. So basically like okay. for team building or if you want to know what your um, kind of strengths are. So extrovert, introvert, you know, so that you can actually um, okay. do what fit you what suits you you know mm-hmm. so live on purpose if you will Got it, it. yeah so Got it's it. not i mean you know it's it's not a kind of like mbti is going to determine right. your life trajectory for you but it'll help you understand who you are as a person and you know the so things that kind of soft, software out here <laughs> <laughs> reading leaves yeah. on people. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating. A lot of people um, put a lot of, uh, I, I know it's people who put a lot of stock uh-huh. in it. They, they even put it in their profiles of like, this is my Myers Briggs. Right, exactly. So you know really? what yeah, I'm about. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. a INGT, JT. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert. Exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. Oh, so it breaks down your for um, yeah. yeah, see, yeah, <laughs> they can have all that. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So, okay. um, I was in this. I was in the. I was being certified, and I actually sat at this table with this woman who was talking about her experience with the Peace Corps twenty years prior. She was like, I served in Senegal, and my counterpart, and she was telling talking all this stuff, and I said, Well, I thought you aged out of Peace Corps, and she said, No. You can you can serve at any age. Like she said, um, I didn't know that. Yep. She told me that um, Jimmy Carter's mom served in the 60s when she was in her 60s. She served as a nurse in India. So I said, okay. I said, well, I'm single. You know, I don't have any kids at that time. Both of my parents were healthy. I said, why not? Mm. So this was now fast forward to September 2015. And I said, okay. So I had a house at the time. I had two cars. I had just bought a car the year before. And I was just like, okay, how am I going to do this? Get rid of that stuff. That's I sure did. So that's exactly what I did. All. I sold it all. I really? sold my, I did. And you liquidated sis. I, I did. And ah. I downsized significantly. I so I sold that. both of my cars. Wow. Um, and I got a great tenant to rent my house for two years mm. while I served in Peace Corps. Actually, when I applied, because I said, she you know what, let me apply. So I, I applied for seen. Peace Corps. You get a tenant for two years. <laughs> I applied for a Peace Corps. They mm-hmm. accepted me within a month, which is unheard That's of. That's how you roll. My job actually held my position for me for three years. I was on a leave without. How's she doing this? I think she played. <laughs> leave without she pay status. No, really. Your job. Held your job for three years while you my position dibble and dabble <laughs> in the Peace Corps. Why well, did the Peace Corps? They and thought, it's a and it's a benefits government job. So yeah, so even with Peace Corps, I was still earning um, because it's government. Yes, so, so I was still getting time for serving really? the Peace so you Corps. Still had time, sir. Yeah, yeah. Sis, yep. I want to be your <laughs> protege. <laughs> yep. So okay. I I left for Peace Corps and I started. Um, in June 2016. So we do pre-service training for three months. Um, I was in a, a very rural community. No indoor plan. I was in like a Talk eight to by us. eight. Talk to uh, us. Room. How was that? 
So it was very different. I had goats and pigs on my homestead. So wow. how Peace Corps is set up is you where, do, where were you? I was in Swaziland. Okay. Well, it was Swaziland then. Now it's Eswatini. In the southern part of Africa. Okay. So it's in the southern part of Africa. It's a landlocked country in the southern part of Africa. And it's bordered by South Africa and Mozambique. There's no water. So it's landlocked. So, so it's landlocked. No What's their language? Their language is Siswati. Siswati. Were they Siswati. Col- colonized by oh, French? Of course. What, what, of course. Dutch, right? Dutch. So You're what that's South yeah, Portuguese. South Africa. Or so. Okay, okay, so that's okay. Mozambique is Portuguese. Portuguese. And more in South Africa. Got it. But, just um, want to make sure. Got yeah. It. So Swaziland is the last monarchy in on the continent. So, so it's still a king. A king and Maswati just, well, really? they, they have 15 queens. And, um, oh, that's yeah. South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> So polygamy is an accepted practice, hence the high, pre- high, the extremely high prevalence of HIV AIDS. My goodness. Um, so, mm. yeah. So pre-service training is three months and okay. you stay in with the, the host family in the country. Okay. And then after your three months, you're sworn in as a volunteer and then you go to your permanent site for two years. So I went from, I lived with um, a woman that was living with HIV. Mm. She was um, in a polygamous relationship. Her husband had passed from the disease and he had another wife and their son, their youngest son actually was living with it as well. And I went to a rural community called. um, So let me ask a question. Let's let's Mm -hmm. stop there because you leave the U.S. with all of the trimmings. Yes. Very comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because we got a three bedroom home. Two cars, y'all heard of two ten and a half baths. You know how banks single, you got a lot just of bags. Me. <laughs> so everybody know how you was rolling. To go so to you, yes, to go to a country uh-huh. that um, does not have the same trimmings, the same resources, and has a disease that is killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, were you? Did you have any reservations? You were living in a house someone that was HIV positive. Mm-hmm. A few people, so. What were your reservations to go to that type of environment? Because some people, uh-uh, I'm not staying with them. You, you yeah. understand what I'm saying? So how did you feel exposing yourself and leaving this country to, to, to go to that type of experience? To be honest, I went with no expectations. Excellent. Right? So I think that because they were like, you could walk two miles or five miles to school, 10 miles, whatever. So I went in with no expectations at all. Go ahead. So it was one of those things where, because you talk about HIV AIDS there, but it's here too. But I can say that I got a a different understanding because here, right, if you look at the the people that are living with it, especially like in a city, Mm -hmm. um, inner city, we know heroin and intravenous drug use is a big, one of the big factors of, you know, those that have contracted the disease. Sure. Where there, a lot of women. Sexual. Exactly. Because, you know, um, intravenous drug use is really not a thing. They're having sex with men so, who are Exactly. And so, well, polygamy. Yeah, polygamy is, is an accepted yeah, practice. Exactly. So, a wow. lot of them worked in South Africa. And so, a lot of them um, 
actually, uh, especially when they worked in the mines, they were gone for a long time. And so they, you know, dealt with prostitutes and then other women and you come back and then you, you're married to three or four women. And so they contract the disease and then they give birth and, you know, oh, and that was and before, it's just a vicious cycle, right? That was before they had, um, you know, the mother to child trans, you know, they, they could actually try to prevent the sure. mother to child transmission. Um, and so, from that home, I went to another home, um, which was my permanent site in Maniaveni. And in that community. And this is still in Swaziland. And this is still in Swaziland. But it's in a different part. There are four regions of Swaziland. Okay. And so I was living in the Manzini region, which is kind of central. And then I moved to uh, Lubombo, which is actually it's um, the hottest region in the country. Did you have any language barriers? No, because they speak English. They do speak English. They do speak okay. English. Um, in the communities, a lot of the elders may not the speak tribal English, tongues, yeah. but in terms of the the younger people, like mm-hmm. they 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 speak some English. Got like it. they can understand me better than I can understand Stand them. Down. But Got I did it. learn the language to communicate. You know, basic greetings and sure, sure. and 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 just some conversational uh, stuff. So the community I lived in, twenty percent of the community was living with. HIV or AIDS. And then the majority of the community had been affected by it in some way. They say you're affected or affected by HIV. A lot of the kids were orphans. Mm. They're called OVCs, orphans and vulnerable children. So a lot of them were, you know, OVCs. And so I worked um, very closely. I lived in a community where they had a Nazarene mission. So the school, the clinic and the um, church, they were all on the same Uh, mission. So I was able to do a lot there. Um, But while I was there, you know, I did a lot with the girls because I've always worked with girls. And so when the movie um, Step came out that was filmed here at Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women, I came across the trailer on, you know, I was on Facebook and somebody had sent a trailer. And when I looked at it, you know, I, I watched the trailer and I said, oh my God, the girls in this community need to see this because the three um, characters that they actually follow throughout the the documentary, like one, her um, electricity was off. She was saying how she used to study by candlelight sometimes. One came from a dysfunctional family. Her mom had mental health issues. And then another one, she she was being raised by a single mom, no nonsense, you know. And I said, these girls need to see this because they believe that America is Atlanta milk and honey that that there aren't girls that look like them you know just real basic you know that everybody is all glitz and glam or everybody's a celebrity everybody's an athlete everybody's Beyonce you know they needed some real exactly and so and and quite (sighs) frankly that is white because as black volunteers we have to kind of prove ourselves because they're so used to white organizations and white people coming in to do the work. And so when they see you, because we look alike, like you can't tell. Um, African? Because we yeah, are African, you can't. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, we literally, I've seen people that look just like people at home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because in West Africa, you can kind of see certain features and all that. But in South Africa, mm-hmm. we look alike. Yeah. Right. So we European it out a little more. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just. But we look more brown like us. I get it. Yeah. yeah, facial features the, the and all that kind of stuff. And Nigeria even, yeah. and Cameroon and 
West Africa. So, um, you know, I said they need to see this. And then on the flip side. So, so give us some context. You work with a bunch of girls or you work with whole villages. Who would you work with? I work with the entire. So at the clinic, I worked with everybody. everybody so, you know, I worked with everybody area. in a community. In that community. At the oh, school, okay. I worked with the students. But, you know, my love is for young women, not okay. that young men, you know, I love, but I mean, I feel like I have more to offer you're a young a woman. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, with the church. So I worked, I worked with the entire community. So was this mission like central to the community? Is that mm-hmm. when everyone accessed the mission, the, the hospital, the school, everything is. The for the most part, for, for the, the most, most part. part. Yeah. Cause okay. it's, they have a chiefdom and it's different. Like they might have a clinic that's a couple of miles away. So within that chiefdom, you can go to another clinic, you know, okay. but in, as far as money of anywhere I was, that you was were. pretty much cent- central. What were, um, so you said there was a, the King, uh, what, where was everyone, were there a lot of different tribes represented in the area or is everyone pretty much the same, the same tribe? Yeah. So it's it's not really tribes. Again, it's like chiefdoms. So, mm-hmm. but the king is the king. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. The king's court. So my daughter, my daughter so, was born in Namibia, uh-huh. and her family is um, Oshivambo. Mm-hmm. But there are other tribes that were kind of in the area. So some yeah. of her friends were di- different, different tribes. So really, like with um, in uh, Swaziland. So I did not the tribe per se, but like your surname. So mm-hmm. your surname could represent, right, right, you know, right, right. so like I was a Tabedzi. Uh. So a Tabedzi, you had a lot of Tabedzis in the community. Um, um, Dlamini is the king's surname. So right, if right, you're right. Dlamini, you're like, oh, oh I'm yeah. a king. That's royal. You know? right, right. Yeah. That's royal. So your, yeah. la- your name meant something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Definitely okay. take back to my name. So this is a story. And this is why I say favoring, you know, was divine. Mm-hmm. When I started, like I said, you have a host family. So when I'm in training, the the one with the smaller family, the woman and her kids, mm-hmm. they named me um, Selenzile, which means we have been expecting you. Mm. So um, and Selenzile. then Selenzile. Okay. Then when I got to my permanent site, they named me Fagile, which Fugile. means you have arrived. Wow. So they didn't know me. They didn't know each other. They didn't. So it was, they we you. have been expecting you. You have arrived. Oh, so beautiful. I felt like, you know, that was God just saying, OK, you're on the right path. Because, I mean, I was the family. You said, was I like making you, 10 feet figures? Angel. I was making six. <laughs> fi- I really was making six figures. Ms. when Brown, I Brown, the family thinks you're angel because <laughs> your story is like Job, job, job. <laughs> Peace Corps. I'm here. I've arrived. Wait a minute. You're so like, really, like, like I la- you, you know, six figures, story. like I say, and they like holding my position. That was unheard of. Amazing. Um, and just, you know, for that, because I wanted to be a diplomat. I did. As Ooh. a as a as a, a federal employee, sure. you work, you get your cost of living allowance, your money is your money. So yeah. I had already in my mind said, ooh, what I could do, you know, I pay my mortgage off, I pay my student loan student loan off, stay a few more years, just stack some money, then come back and do you know, X, Y, and Z. But God was like, Mm-mm, you're going to give everything up. You're not going to have indoor plumbing. You're not going to have, you mm. know, you're going to live in one room. And so that's kind of what happened. Probably so, the best okay. thing that happened to you, though. I you mean- know, 
Yes, because I really wanted to you stay. Some I wanted to stay. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, they say if you say you humble, you ain't you. You shouldn't have to say you it. You needed some humility. You, you don't have to say it. But I've always, I always had a heart for service and sure, forgiving, sure. right? Absolutely. Um. So get back to showing the movie to the girls. Okay. And so I called Step. a friend of my my my. Um, Co-founder Regina Sally, Sally okay. Cooper, um, and she she couldn't be with us this morning. But I called her and I said, "Well, actually, I had been trying to get in touch with her for months, and um, I had a relationship with her boyfriend at the time. So I said, can you please tell your girlfriend now her <laughs> husband? I said, can you please tell your girlfriend to give me a call because I saw the trailer and I was just so moved by it because I said these girls persevered in spite of their sure. circumstances." Mm-hmm. And so I would talk to her. I said, have you seen the trailer to the movie Step and blah, blah, blah? I said, well, the coach is a soror with members of Delta Sigma Sorority. Mm-hmm. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she said, <laughs> and she <laughs> said, yeah. And I said, she's a cop and alum. And okay. so she said, I know, you know, she's our little sister or whatever. So fast forward, we talked to Coach G from Step. She was the coach um, of the Step. Team. Okay. We talked to her and we talked about just perhaps getting them to South Africa, that group, the group of girls from Step. From Step. To South Africa and Swaziland. But over time, it is. But my evolved. question, let me let me ask you a question okay. to kind of break. Getting okay, so you guys talked about this. So what did you what made you think, okay, I want to bring people? From that wasn't the thought. Yeah, I like wanted to show that, the movie. It just evolved. I just oh, wanted to show the girls the movie. So you just wanted to show the movie. I wanted to show you the talked, movie, talk okay. to the girls about it, let them see it, and okay. say, "Hey, this is this is real America. Like this is the city where I'm from, and you okay. know, just kind of see the the. I wanted them to get um to be able to say, "Hey, we're more like than different. Like, wow, I can identify with her." You know, our struggles and then to show them that you can still persevere in spite of like this. It might be a little bit different. Right. So mm-hmm. their problems may have been first world. You might feel like, you know, the problems may be third world. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they're still the same. Like these statistics. Basically, we looked at Johannesburg, Baltimore and Swaziland. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're all pretty consistent. Like we have the same struggle. So, like I said, it just kind of evolved. We were because it was connection. So we, okay. my um, Regina's good friend is uh, the dean of a, a an all girl boarding school, Got and it. Naomi Tutu, Bishop Desmond Tutu's daughter, sits on the board. Got it. She's been one. She had been wanting to connect Regina with Naomi. We talked to Naomi. She connected us to folks in South Africa. That's how we started the cohort in South Africa. Wow. In Swaziland, my girls. So this just started to. It just started to, yeah, evolve. just kind of like a snowball. It just just kind of take shape. It, it was, and we say that we were building the plane as we were flying it because it was almost like every month it was something you added more. On to uh, it. Yep. And this was, became Black Girls Global this Exchange. This became Black Girls Global Exchange. So Out it went from an idea to show a movie, wow. evolved to Black Girls Global Exchange. I actually um, met someone who connected me to some young women at an all-girls school in Swaziland that I wanted to connect. I didn't have a uh, connect, you know. And so it just so happened that 
the young lady that ended up being my counterpart to work with me on Black Girls Global Exchange. We had mutual friends and they told her, you need to um, talk to Donita, you know, told her I was from America, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I was actually going to meet with her about the Swazi Girls Believe, which is the other organization that I founded. I had just done a girls conference. Excuse me. And so she told me that she worked with St. Michael's. And I said, well, I'm trying to get in that school. I'm trying to, you know, connect with some young ladies there. So she connected us to the cohort that's now there. So it's just like everything really, honestly, was divine. I can't tell you how it, I can't tell you how we, I can't tell you how Amazing. You, wow, everything comes into place I can't tell you, but. Wow, I need to be in your orbit. Yeah. I can't tell you, it's just divine. <laughs> so it, it, like I said, it evolved into this program where these girls collaborate to tackle these global issues through arts and service. Mm. And so we... So do the girls still go to Swaziland or South Africa? We're actually um, going, we're planning our exchange 2020. So we'll be going back in April. Going back to... To Swaziland and South Africa of this year. Okay. Um, They still communicate with each other through WhatsApp and we still are working with our cohorts. So they still do service um, outreach and then they also do artistic activism within their respective communities. So our girls in South Africa are still doing things. Our girls in Swaziland are still doing things and our girls here are still doing things. And then, and then they come and connect. Then they come. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and so when they connect, what is that? What is that about? What is that Oh my that gosh, like? it's amazing. I'm so, sure it is. That's so when amazing. we, when they actually met for the first time, they, mm-hmm. it was just because they, they were all working on the same issues and for the same cause. Just in Like we community. did pre-exchange workshops with them under BGGE. Oh. So we did pre-exchange workshops. So they were doing the same things. And, and then when they came together, they knew of each talking. other. They knew that there was a group of girls in Baltimore okay, doing this in it. the States. They just didn't there know was a girl was. in South Africa. Got I it. mean, a group of girls. There was a group of girls in Swaziland. Okay. And so when we all came together in South Africa, it was the most amazing thing like the girls I bet that was we amazing. were chanting bgge bg and then they came around the corner and they were doing their south african chant and dance and it was just like they embraced it was just so i mean like i cried like a baby because i couldn't believe that what we had been working on just actually came you to fruition right and the girls wow. were so like oh my god i know i feel like i know you already so it's like an organic sisterhood like they just came together and now BGGE is a sisterhood, a sisterhood of not only girls, but women as well, because we I mean, you know, we were able to glean from one another um, because there are a lot of people that had, I mean, especially here, never been to Africa and vice versa, you know, and so there's so many kind of misconceptions of both and what it's like. And so to be able to share and I mean, there were topics that we discussed that they couldn't believe the girls in Africa just couldn't believe that we go like mental health. Like that was a big deal that came up. You know what I mean? Like as grown women, I'm going to be transparent. I PMS and I know when I'm PMS that two weeks before, (laughs) you know, but it's something that we can talk about and share and be transparent say, Oh, you go through that as well. And so 
It's amazing how we're the same and we think we're so different. So different. And yeah. out of that, we actually did a mental health awareness fair. And and, mm-hmm. and like mental health, all that. And it is so crazy that with HIV being so prevalent, it's still taboo to a degree there. And as well as like mental health is taboo. Like you can't, you you can't possibly as a teenager have problems. You can't possibly as a teenager feel like you know, feel depressed. No you know, way. you can't possibly. So, <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to talk about it and be able to help one another and be able to, um, you know, again, create the awareness that is what we're all about. Hmm. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, we're to also planning, we're planning a trip for women as well. So we'll have the BGGE, you know, with our girls and then we want to do the same for women. Yeah, cuz I would um, love ultimately. to cover something like that. I mean, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. And um I know like for a young lady to be able to leave Baltimore and experience Africa and not only that with other women who are going to support them doing that experience and also have indigenous people who are your age kind of communicate that experience to you. Yep. It has to be life-changing. Yeah. And it was. Have, and those relationships yes. are amazing. And the, ex, yeah. Yeah, the exposure, it's just amazing. That's just, I'm like, I want to go. I'm trying yeah. to. So we had a week long. It was, it was a week long. <laughs> a week, wow. A week long. So they spent a couple of days in Johannesburg where we worked with the South African cohort. They visited the Apartheid Museum, um, Hector mm-hmm. Peterson Memorial. Um, and then they came over to Swaziland. We had Global Girl Talk was day one. And that was with the United States Peace Corps director of Swaziland. She's a black woman um, and women from the embassy that worked at the U.S. embassy. And then a woman there that's a Swazi. She actually fought the government. She is a freedom fighter. All things women. I she, love it. Yeah. So they have it set up where women can't own land. Um, they have to buy it with their husband. Of and course. she's like, Mm-mm. you know, she kept her last name and she's like, I want this land. So she actually won against the government to keep her own land. So these are the women that the girls were able to meet and talk to. Amazing. Um, we took them to we did an outreach where we donated items to an orphanage. Um, it's actually the Vashti Memorial in Swaziland. So it's it's one of our uh, sororities organization um um orphanage yeah there. So when she was um bishop that's what the bishop yep. oh, is yep, that right? Yep, yep. So um so it's the Delta House. So um okay. I think she's in Texas now. Oh okay. But um so yeah, so we did that and we also did a service project at the school in my community. Mm. Um a painting project. So, so we, how's this funded? I mean, how are you able so to bring we were, young ladies again, from... Again, we were able to raise over 100K in three <laughs> months. Got grace. So, I mean, through... So you raised 100K. Over, yeah. Oh, so through friend Let's raising. that wrong. Over, <laughs> pardon me. Yeah, you so raised, I mean, it, but it was with your... the support, yes, for us to make the exchange happen. Wow. Um, it was through, we did, um, we had some awesome sponsors that we did grants. So. Um, T. Rowe Price Foundation, Under Armour, Bloomberg Foundation, uh, New Psalmist Baptist Church, Tracy and Mark Lerner. Um, That's amazing. So you have like a... So we, but we did it a lot through grants, but mostly friend raising. So we had a crowdfunding and we do have a crowdfunder now. So if you'd like to um, give (laughs) to make this 
life-changing experience happen again for mm-hmm. young ladies of Baltimore. And this is please. every year. This is our, so I think we're going to be doing it every other year. We every did it in 2018. Okay. And so this is BGGE 2020. 2020. And the goal ultimately is to reach all the countries, as many as we can on the continent, because we know some aren't safe. But sure. and not even that, but I'm just saying if they might be and maybe some uprisings going on. Sure, sure. But um, we want to reach as many continents as we can. I mean, countries as we can on the continent, as well as states here. Well, and the question, girls. can they come to the states? That's is, one of the that's, goals that's is to bring them. Yep. Because to bring them here. Yes. To come out of Africa. Yep, yes. Exactly. So yeah. to bring them here, that is one of our goals. That would be is to get the girls here. Yeah, yeah. We want to do a girls conference and bring them here um, mm. for that. So. Don't forget the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still <laughs> We have a lot. I mean, I well, you know, it. we have a lot of, as far, you know, for sustainability purposes, we have a lot of. Um, we're about to talk about the build out. I just wanted to kind of get um, give the people some context Mm -hmm. of how you got there, all your divine movements, (laughs) because I swear to goodness. So all of that and then how it started, the Mm -hmm. inception. And then you had. So what we just talked about was the first cohort. Yeah. So So we had had an inaugural cohort from 2018. And then now we're on our second Second cohort. Wow. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. And so. Here we want to segue into this question. What is like the build out? What's your trajectory? What are you trying to do from here? Because you're doing some great stuff. Real yeah. talk. So from here, you know, to do another exchange. Sure. Um, we're developing a curriculum and um, kind of like train a trainer's for. guide so that we can. So a curriculum so that if you want to model this in you, if you're in because we had people reach out to us from um not only countries, we have somebody reach out to us from Ghana, somebody reach out to us from Kenya. We also have people reach out to us from Florida and Delaware, you know. Sure. So if you want to model this and do it, then we are creating a framework so that we can have chapters so have and that chapters, other people can yes. be able to do it because we can't continue to do it. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, we're also planning uh, to have like a BGGE boutique, if you will, online where the girls can sell um, the items that they create. The, the art. There are, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, even if it's, you know, jewelry, whatever, sure. right? So they would get 80% of the proceeds and we would get 20 just to maintain the platform. Sure. So the administrative piece. Um, our girls, we're working with a mentoring program. So kind of having women mentor our girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are partnering with different art institutions so that we can have our girls kind of, you know, work with them. We want it to be ultimately youth led where they do everything. It is to a certain degree, but we're still kind of pushing them along. But we want them to be able to just kind of take it and run with it as young people. So developing a coffee table book, we have a young lady in Swaziland that's helping with that and then we'll do some photography on this end so putting those kinds of things together where it's theirs they actually created original songs and so want to be able to get them in the studio to do a cd um bgge tv where we have girls from different countries kind of share what their country is like right and then they can communicate together so we have ideas of how we want to grow it um globally but uh, well, uh, um, but as well, push what we're doing. So changing that narrative by people being more aware and and, and uh, knowledgeable of what 
we as black women and girls are facing. So changing that. So that we can start bringing those numbers down. Yes. That's the ultimate. And the amount of black that's women the missing ultimate. in the yes. U.S. is And the human scary, trafficking, all of that. human trafficking. Yes, all of that. It's real what's going on Exactly. So even with and, that. And, and it's the number is just black women alone. I just read it was about 64,000. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. This yeah. is horrific. So yeah. So that the, these the, many women are missing and we're just going about it like. Not, it can't right, be us. Exactly. You exactly. Know, this is scary. Exactly. It's a lot of stuff going on with black women. That and those, you know, the, those topics that we don't typically discuss, sure. or you know, or something before we only remember the Atlanta. Remember the Atlanta's missing children, or when the serial killer. I remember that. But I was that young. was right. Yeah. Very young. And he was a black guy. Yeah. yeah but yep. now it's like, okay, let's talk Listen, about this. And that let's was, have that this polarized the country. Exactly. But now children are missing, and we go right to we go yep. to Popeyes and buy a sandwich. Yep. And the reason, the reason we, you know, chose the art and artistic activism is that you know art it tugs at your heartstrings. It's you know it's able to kind of get people to emote. And then and it with, bridges barriers. And with yep. Exactly. And with activism, you know, it's it's about changing, making a change. So then combining those two, then people are more um, you know, kind of more apt to get it. So So BGGE mm-hmm. um is an amazing program. I mean, I'm like, why couldn't that be and around we, when I was a girl? And it's a we we why say nobody it's a had movement. this when I was a girl. It's a movement. This is absolutely it, yeah. a movement. And what kind of, all right, let's say like this. As women, of course, we address women issues because we were girls. So we're clear about what being a girl is and the mechanisms of and the nuances of being a girl and um, and being a black girl, you know. So as you guys are trying to change like their thoughts of themselves and where they can be and what they are. How can other women access this type of movement that are doing great things in their lives? Because examples mean something. You can talk about it, but you need somebody. Oh, well, she's doing that. That might be an astronaut. And I mean, how can a woman, a woman that's powerful or a woman that just want to volunteer or be a part of something like this? How do they get to you guys? They can send us an email at info at blackgirlsglobalexchange.org. Okay. Letting us know that they're interested and we can send send them and I can share it with you as well. There's a link for stakeholders because we did an outreach for stakeholders and stakeholders, meaning anyone that mm-hmm. wants to support the movement. So, okay. um, and it's a list of ways that you can support the movement. Okay. So um, and that's on your, um, that's um, when you do the info and that's on your website. Info, you can email me and we can send that back. But you know what? That's a great idea. We'll probably need to post the link on the oh, website. I'm going to need 20%. So we need, but wait a minute, we need, need someone. No, I'm going to tell you why. That backstory. Look, look, let me wait, tell wait, you wait, why we need it because I need somebody. <laughs> if there's a web developer out there Ooh. that would like to, uh, Give back. I love it. I need <laughs> Please you reach out to info at blackgirlsglobalexchange.org. So I, I just want to... I love it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute before you get in. Can you reach out to blackboxradio at no, gmail.com? <laughs> we need web developers too. <laughs> we have to collaborate, sis. You already designed. We thing, need some you know, designing. And I say this in terms of like we were talking about just all that I've done and wearing all these many different hats it's almost like um this gives me an opportunity to kind of bring it all together 
it's it's kind of like one of those um places in your life you know you get to a pinnacle where you like you can see the fruits of your labor like when you were doing certain things you just like why am I doing this you know and then it all comes together mm-hmm like even now, like I mentioned, my job, they were holding my job for me for three years. I had a return date not to exceed May 1st of this year, but my mom actually had a stroke in August of 2018. Oh. So I became her full time caregiver. So that's what I'm doing now. That is my priority sure. along with um, everything else. So amazing. So now you need a web developer for us. For you and for us. <laughs> yes, so, we need a web developer, communications. Absolutely. Um, Call yeah. them out, sis, because yeah. I need all of that too. <laughs> and you know, we because we're organizations trying to help the black yeah, community. Yeah. So we need some people who, yeah. who well, are sympathized and with, too, the, with the movement. And too, we, we're, we're open to college students because you need internships yes. and, you know, some credits, externships, all of that. And so... Yep. Can try to work yep. that out. Any type of help that we can get, mm-hmm. they can get in touch with you. You got a website. <laughs> www.blackgirlsglobalexchange.org. Mm-hmm. And it's all spelled out. Follow us. Follow us. Instagram at Black Girls Global Exchange and Facebook at Black Girl Global Exchange. Got it. Got it. That's how you get in touch with her. And mm-hmm. you took a hundred black girls. No, 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 no. We took. 18 from what 19 19 okay because i'm looking right here. Okay. no we were able to through the cohorts and uh-huh. the other young ladies that came through um we had a total of 73 wow. girls that are that make cohort one but then we had other young ladies from actually it was more than 100 girls that actually came together because i took 63 from my community alone so you took 63 from Baltimore? From my community in, in, Swaz- in, Swaz- oh, in Swaziland. Yes. You took no, we took 18 from, from Baltimore. 63 and then from yours. the 19th was um, the youth videographer. Got it. And then you took the... 63 from my community. And who was And in? then there were 20 that's in the cohort in Swaziland. But I took 63 girls Amazing. from my community into town. So it was their first time out of most of them. I would say out of the 63, maybe... 59 of them was their first time out of the community into the city. There's one movie theater in Swaziland. So I think it was probably 99% of their first time in the movie theater. They were And so they had popcorn and soda and T-shirts. You know, and changed their lives. And we did a cross-cultural kind of exchange through food. Mm. So we took um, Tarek Kapara. Nope. Capera Thomas, okay. she's the owner of Capera's Kitchen in Waverly. Yep. And then um, April, her, her pastry chef. So we they were they're actually a part of our team. So they are our resident chefs. Mm-hmm. So they came over and they did. Well, we what's did your resident cross- box. <laughs> We had, so we had, chef, right? You got these web developers. I don't hear I, resident where, 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 where the web developers. You need they a gotta resident be box, man. <laughs> but we did cross cultural exchange through okay. food, where they actually prepared meals with the um, team of chefs at okay. the hotel where the symposium that we had was held, and they were able to learn. So we had, um, they made chicken and waffles, mm-hmm. shrimp and grits. 
What else? Some uh, I can't think of, can't but, but on the Swazi side, they had, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> on the Swazi side, they had um, chicken feet. Of course. Um, maize, of course. And Tarette and April were able to, you know, they're in the kitchen, so they were able to kind of see and and share just kind of techniques within the kitchen. So Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, I'm excited about this one. Oh yes. wow! I really wish that this was <laughs> available. <laughs> Look, we I do was, too. <laughs> but I'm really excited. And it's different, it's you know. This is the one thing white people do. If they've been doing it forever, they take their kids. I mean, they start traveling at three and four, and you know, globally, exactly. it's yep. just something that they do. It was. Uh, I had a conversation with a woman at my gym. And so I was telling her about my experience at the Peace Corps. She was like, oh, my daughter wants to do Peace Corps, blah, 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 blah. Would you? I said, well, I have another young lady that's living here that served with me that probably will be able to connect with your daughter a little bit more. You know, but we were talking. She said, she, my daughter, you know, she's used to going out of the country. She said, we took, them out, took our kids out of school for two years and we just sailed around the world. And we did this and did that. I mean, just like. You know how much is high exposure? That is amazing. <laughs> but I mean, just like it was a regular, like regular. conversation. Yeah, that's, that's just what regular. we do. We took them out of school for two years and we just traveled for two years. Beautiful. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Uh, but that's what we're trying to say. Okay, we can and we will. That's true. That's yep. true. BGG is doing it. Yes. Moving people from, and it's going to be amazing when you can bring them here. Here. Yes. Yeah, so, that, yes. Yes. I guess Baltimore. That's when the box Let's is not Baltimore. Finally, the we box bring can get the in with BGG and me. We got to wait for them to come to Baltimore. BGGE. Yeah. I said BGGE. You say and E. Oh, <laughs> she's like, don't be putting no gas and electric. <laughs> BGGE, excuse me. Now the question is, um, what is the process? So the process is um, application. So you have to apply, mm-hmm. and there we we do have some criteria. So okay. you have to um, meet that criteria. meet that criteria, mm-hmm. and we also have an essay, and they also have to submit. Um, a form of artistic expression. So for the certain issues or whatever that they feel passionate about, let's see how you are going to combat that. What are some of the issues that um, the, that they worked on? It's, uh, teenage pregnancy, uh, HIV AIDS, mental health, uh, GBV, which is gender-based violence, mm-hmm. um, gender equity, gender equality. So um, there was a play that the girls in Swaziland created and it had all of those themes in it. So, you know, having a young lady who say, I, I want to be a scientist and a family member who's like, what? You know, no, we need to clean. We need to do this. We need to do that. You know, um, mm-hmm. the men like and we have it here, but the. um Intergenerational relationships. So older men with these young school age girls. Um, that was a big, a big deal. Something that we focused on mm-hmm. suicide, um, mental health issues. Yes. So we, that play just kind of was a comprehensive, um, approach to tackling those issues. And then of course the girls here created a step that was an HIV theme. Um, we had visual art mm-hmm. done. One of our young ladies actually did a portrait of a black woman and, you know, just talked about the power of a black woman um, and, and how, how do we make those changes? 
Okay, so they do presentations at the cohort, so the mm-hmm. things that they worked on. Mm-hmm. That's so a part we, of it. yeah, so we did a symposium where they showcased everything that they did, and that was in Swaziland. So mm. their songs, their original songs, the play, the you know the artwork, poetry. Mm. So yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyone? You got any questions for G? Wow. BTG. Nope, I'm good to go. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, when you, you're in Baltimore, you're like, wow, people are doing things, but mm-hmm. you would never think that this came out of um, <laughs> West Baltimore, you know, like <laughs> real, like Poplar Grove, yeah, like, out, out, out West. Of, like Riggs Baltimore. Avenue. Baltimore like, proper. Baltimore proper. Baltimore yes. proper. Yes. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not from Woodlawn. I'm not from Randall. <laughs> no, she said, I'm Baltimore so, proper. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to use that. We can boss my papa. <laughs> I like that. So that it's amazing that, you know, you never know what a person, you know, that can what can spawn from anyone, you know, and that's why um, everyone's genius is so important and their voice. And um, it's not where you start. And uh, to definitely um, see this program is, I know there's a lot of mothers that I know don't know anything about BGGE. <laughs> Now um, we only can take twenty. As I'm at, we only have space for twenty so it's girls. Twenty girls, and, yep. and do they have to be certain ages? They have to be in grades high school? eight through eleven. Eight through eleven. Mm-hmm. Grade eight through eleven. Yep. Eight through eleven. Great. Okay, so it's only twenty spaces. That's it. So you got to be special to get yep. up in that co-op. That's it. Wow, and that's here. So why yeah. did you take 18 the first one? You didn't have enough for 20? So the first, you know, the first year we just, it was kind of, like I said, building a plane as sure. we were flying it. And we didn't, we didn't want to cast the net too wide because we didn't know what it was going to be. Quite honestly, when we did this stuff initially, we didn't have any money. Like we had, um, we, we, we had grant. Mm-hmm. We knew that we were going to apply for certain grants. But we didn't have any money, any, like none. So we had booked um, using, you know, our own credit card, right? Booked the the, um, lodging in Swaziland because it's a very, it's Easter week. So we do spring break. So it's a very big time in Swaziland. So that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Easter is a big deal. It's a whole, it's Holy Week. So all week they're doing. So we wanted to book early enough. Easter Bunny too. Say it again. They're talking about the Easter. No, no, they uh, talking about Jesus. Oh, uh, okay. I thought they had the Easter bunny. <laughs> no, they talking about Jesus. No, it's not like that. It's not talk, commercial. Tell me about it, sis. It's not it's like so commercial. Really like holy. this is real. Like, this is yeah. real. Holy. So this a lot no of Easter bunny, yeah, Cadbury, um, weekend, okay. the, the whole weekend uh, camp. I was visual. So there's Christians in that. In the, yeah. So, so most it's a predominantly Christian country. Um, country, okay. but there are other um, that uh, polygamy. Polygamy. It's Christian. Such is so oxymoronic. I'm just asking a pol- Christian so, country with it's polygamy. So, it's, is, it's very oxymoronic. Tell you how we can bend the yeah. rules for certain things. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, of course they'll go back to the Bible and say, well, there was, but you know, but that's. I got it. That's either <sighs> yeah, here well, nor there. Yeah. Either here <laughs> nor there. So, okay. We always have this. You know, everybody coming here, they got their little talent going on. You know, they're big CEOs, but then they start sending, they start spitting or they do R&B. They hit us with a mm. point. What you got? I know you got a talent over there. Got, what I got. Yeah, what's your talent? What I got. Let the design. people Design. I can't sit here and do no design for y'all. No, no, no design. Or, or I mean, <laughs> do you know design or do you know Panda? What's Panda? <laughs> Evidently. Evidently. No, not. what is Panda the, the, the uh, rapper Panda. Um, Never mind. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know, know what my talent. I, I, I don't know. 
You don't know. Um, you, let's you're see. Not a poet. You don't sing. No, I can I can carry a tune, but I wouldn't okay. claim to you're be a, a, a songstress. I can't give you a beat. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Panda on under here. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Super inside joke. Yeah. You're going to have to show me what okay. Panda is. <laughs> so no talents? Um, I do. I what have multiple it? talents. But, you but just mine can't is hear just, yeah. Oh, those you yeah, can't hear? Mine, yeah, Okay, they're not gifted. the talents that we I can have put on. Hand. Yeah, I mean, you know. singing or the I rapping. I mean, I would be singing somebody else's stuff or rapping somebody else's stuff. I don't have a... Cardi? No. That's not what's in the program. It's not in Cardi and the curriculum. No, yeah, no. <laughs> she said, nah, I ain't got that. All right, so we're going to ank you in the town. You and I, T.Y. You and I, T.Y. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> we'll leave her there. Who you calling the... Yep. You and I, T.Y. Yep, that's it. Back right. Queen Latifah. Yeah, Queen Latifah. <laughs> I said you can be a Queen Latifah. All right, all right. So that's no. where that came from. So, <laughs> so we're gonna no, let I you tell some, I have some awesome design work that I I, we're clear show. that you you're doing big things. In fact, I have a piece that I want to. I did as a project that I want to recreate. And so, so you're artist. I show y'all. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do design work. Yeah, there is a distinction. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really painting. I'm not, right, you right. know what I mean? But I am, a, I would say, a graphic design yeah, artist. Visual, yeah, visual arts. Okay. I'm not really sure about yeah. <laughs> whatever that means, you know, when you're around these technical people. And like visually, I don't know. What that, is this what visual means? Yes. But it's not painting. It's not a painting. It's not. It's not yes. But it's more. Um, it's it's uh, like visual um, communication. Visual communication. Okay. That's exactly right. So would it be like a sign or something? Yes. So a sign. So it's saying something. Yeah. Okay. So the piece that I designed is um it's on canvas and it's um black women. So it starts from slavery on down to and it's older because it was like um when I designed it, I had just maybe a few years back had attended the first million women's march in Philly. Yeah. And then I put um my mom and my grandmothers on it. So it could be customized, but and I want to add some people. Like since then, we've had yeah, Michelle Obama, you yeah, know, some I get powerful it. sisters. So, so you can continue. Yeah, to like add Maxine. Well, I had Maxine Waters, Angela oh, Davis, Shirley Chisholm. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's what's so, yeah. up. Yep. So I think I'm going. But be y'all can't see that. that or hear it. No, we're you know. So on she, that. you know how people are when they don't <laughs> have the talent I need. They come with what, what you they need? do have. What you need? I need that rap. I need that. That uh, saying, I need something nah, I ain't got that it. the people can. I ain't got it for <laughs> you. Listen, whatever you got, though, <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. We'll take it. We'll, yeah, she's an artist, guys. She's a she develops art. <laughs> but anyway, so um, we always want to get like a last will and testament. Like, what do you want to leave with the people about BGGE and of course yourself? Um, I just want people to live on purpose like we're all here for something and find out what that thing is for you uh that thing that is your jam that thing that gives you um like i just said inspiration what Mm -hmm. are you inspired by what are you motivated by because like now my life has changed it's shifted so caregiving is now my thing, right? And so how can I do it better? How can I help someone else? I've learned so much through this 
process with nursing homes and, you know, explanation of benefits and mm-hmm. the bills that you receive and how do you reconcile those and be an advocate, you know, so appreciating where you are mm-hmm. and being present. That's real big for me being present because being so present. much, you know, we always think about what we're going to do and what we've done and miss out on the present. Like, why am I here today? And so I would just say, be present, Okay, you know, for people to be present and to live on purpose. Live on purpose. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you, Miss Brown. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. We really, I mean, you've opened us, opened our eyes out to something really amazing. Um, Wow. BG, Black Girls Global Exchange. Yes. Yes. Anita Brown. Global Girls Exchanging Our Worlds. Mm. Oh, that was a little rap. A little bit. It was, what, oh, two see lines? see how she tried to come to talent at the Global end, Global Girls y'all. Exchanging Our Worlds. All right. All right. All right. She get one I bar for that. I did make that up. Now, I'm creative. I can make up some stuff, but I can't spit it. Right. You got the darts, but you can't spit them like those things said. <laughs> Oh my goodness so I like your delayed talent It's all good I mean we still rolling So I got it You, you, got, you got it Okay you got it Okay. Get paused We still rolling We yeah. laughing and all of it yeah, Absolutely Listen Two we times. out We this out of a, here This was fun Because we got to humanize the person yeah, BGGE is important, of course. The um, Black Girls Global Exchange, amazing. But what is also important is the humanization of you. So folks can know exactly who you are and how you, what inspired you to move, to go forward. Okay? So, yes, we are, and this is real comfortable. We. Are-